They talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness. They talking all of they talking all of they talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness. They talking all of they talking all of they talking all. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Matt Madness Unsanctioned. I am Ron Pashery, columnist for TJRWrestling.net. This week, we have a brand new guest on the show, Sharhova. Welcome to the yes. show. Hello. You have gone to hell and back to make it onto this show tonight. Sure have. <laughs> still, still in hell a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> Just a little bit. <clears throat> but you made it. I am very excited to have you. I hope you're happy to be here. I am, finally. Yes. Now, usually I will start immediately with asking a question to introduce the guest to the listeners. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hopefully you don't mind. I want to explain a, very quickly why I really wanted to have you on the show. Okay. I, so the whole idea of this show is I'm trying to hopefully create a community of more understanding wrestling fans. There's too much hatred of each other going on. Right. So I want to introduce as many fans as possible to as many fans as possible. And maybe mm-hmm. we can reach like a common ground and make it more of a... Put a, a nicer connotation to the term internet wrestling community. It might be like a happy community instead of an angry one. Right. So okay. at, along the way, I'll see people on Twitter and people who comment on my articles. And I'll follow a lot of people just to see, like, what is this person like? Maybe there's somebody interesting that people would like to hear speak. So you were one of those people. Somebody retweeted something you had written, so I followed you. And then it was right around WrestleMania. Then I believe I started interacting with you a little more right around SummerSlam. Yep. Mm-hmm. Actually, Battleground. I was at Battleground, and your WWE network was not working. Oh, yes! <laughs> and I gave, I gave you my login. Yes, you did. So you yep, could watch you sure it. sure did. <laughs> and I appreciate you for that still, because... I was upset. I was really upset. You were. And I was like, well, what do I do oh in this gosh. situation? Well, I don't need yeah. mine, so somebody else can get some <laughs> use out of it. And I'm glad it worked. Uh, oh, my but God, yeah. The day of SummerSlam, we were both in attendance. Um, mm-hmm. And I saw after the show a string of tweets from you that you had been very emotionally moved during the Sasha Banks match. Yep. She's currently my favorite wrestler. I'm wearing a Sasha Banks Randy Savage-inspired nice. nice. T-shirt right now. <laughs> but after I saw some of the things you said about wrestling, mm-hmm. I thought this is someone I have to have on because she has the exact mindset that I'm looking for. Like, it means a lot to you. Right. Uh, so with that, I will segue into the first question I ask everyone. Mm-hmm. What made you fall in love with pro wrestling? I fell in love with pro wrestling when I was about seven years old. Um, I'm the only girl and I have two older brothers <laughs> and my oldest brother, I want to be just like him. Like, and all he did, I mean, both my brothers play basketball. So all he did was play basketball, play video games and watch wrestling. Right. So this was back in like PS one, wow. <laughs> back in those days, you know? Yes. And he had the WWE SmackDown for I don't know if it was PS1 or PS2. I'm not entirely too sure. But back then, you could play, like, either one. So, yeah. And it was the one where Triple H was on the cover, and he was, like, pointing yeah. towards you. And Because I, I remember it so perfectly. And every day after school, I would come home, and I would go in his room, and I would play that game. And I was so obsessed with 
the create, create a player <laughs> mode or whatever. So I would always like make my own person, right. but take moves from like other people. So <laughs> I actually started playing the video game first before he even like had me watch it and like wow. real life and stuff. So I honestly got to know wrestlers from the game. Yeah. So I fell in love with Shawn Michaels because of his theme song. And good reason. I was like, <laughs> so I was like, you know, he's pretty cool. He's got a ponytail. Like it's cute. <laughs> so when I would create my player, I would always obviously do sweet chin music as my finisher. Yes. And then I discovered uh, Tori Wilson and okay. Trish Stratus. <laughs> and then my brother saw how much I loved playing those games. So he was like, well, have you ever watched it? And I was like, no, I was like, I've only played the game. So it was always Monday night raw. And then it was SmackDown, and then it was um, well they had Sunday Night Heat. Yeah. It's back when they had all of that. They had Velocity on Fridays <laughs> as like the recap. So I became obsessed. And that's all I ever wanted to do was watch wrestling, right. and that's when I finally saw Lita in action. And Lita became my absolute favorite. Like till this day, she's still like number one to me. Um, her and Shawn Michaels are the reason why I got into wrestling in the first place. To be honest, so. I remember um, when I was about eight, I grew up in a small town in Connecticut, and Stone Cold Steve Austin was <laughs> making an appearance at, like, the mall that was in my town. And it was right. so weird because it's such a small mall <laughs> that you would never think someone of this caliber yeah. would, like, be there. So my brother took me, and I just remember How much older Stone is your Col- brother than you? My brother is about 11 years older than me. Okay, so that that's like a cool relationship because it's like mm-hmm. it's not just your brother. He like kind of has to feel like a need to like take care of you and yeah, yeah. Okay, because I was a little sister right. and he, you know, so. <laughs> You know, this is back when there's, like, flip phones and stuff like that. So I don't have a picture of it, but I have the picture <laughs> in my mind, and I remember. And I remember the doors he came in. He had on the jorts, and oh, he had wow. on the vest, and he had on those knee braces. Yeah. And he walked in, and I like, remember just started – I started crying <laughs> because I was like, you know, that's why he holds such a special place in my heart is because he was the first one that I was introduced to and that the first one that I met. Mm-hmm. And I remember I shook his hand. And he hugged me. And it's like, everyone says that's like my AJ Lee moment for when AJ Lee met Lita. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? It kind of is actually. So, because it was a more intimate setting. Like, it yeah. wasn't at like a, an autograph signing. It was like him just around everyone. And like, mm-hmm. there was access to everybody. So it was nice. So I have this like vintage Stone Cold Steve Austin jersey that I wore to the last House of Glory show, oh, actually. Yeah? And, and everyone kept asking me where I got it from. And I got it that day. <laughs> And it's like, it's like a double XL and it's like huge, but I finally grew into it now. So, and that's pretty much how it started. Like Lita was my favorite person and I was obsessed with her. And when her and Trish Stratus had their feud and everything like that, that was my favorite part during that era. That was like what, back in 2000. And I remember she came out with her book, um, and I went to the, I went to Barnes and Noble with my brother and his girlfriend and I picked up the book and I sat down on the floor and I just read it. And then, cause I was, I was young. I didn't have enough money to buy it. So he like looked at me and he was like, well, do you want it? And I was like, oh my God, yes. Are you going to buy it for me? So he bought it for me. I've read it cover to cover, like at least 12 times. Wow. Like, yeah. So it's, it's been a, it's been a part of my life pretty much my whole life. Cause seven, you're pretty young, but it's like, that was, that was the start of it. Okay. And that's how I fell in love with it. Um, as far as wanting to be a part of it. 
that didn't come until I was about 18. So, so you were a young adult at this point. Right. And it was mostly because I never thought I could do it. Um, I never knew like, you know, where it was, I would have to start or anything like that. Or it was, you didn't think you could do it in that you had no idea how to attempt to do it. Or right. you didn't think, it wasn't that you didn't think you were capable. Uh, that too. Okay. I, I grew like, I grew up very tomboyish, um, because of my brothers uh-huh. and I was in love with like all the divas. My mom thought I was going to be a lesbian when I got older <laughs> because, I would always buy like the diva swimsuit issues and like put the pictures on my wall. And so it's like half naked women all over my wall. And she's like, you know, like, I don't know what your sister's doing, but she might be a lesbian. And I remember, I remember being in, um, Bradley international airport, which is in Connecticut. And I went to go pick up my aunt and like, I, I guess there was a WWE show that night because I'm standing there and I see jazz Mm-hmm. And I see Ivory. And, like, I saw Jazz first, and I, like, looked at her. And then she looked at me because I wasn't sure if it was really her. Yeah. And then I kind of, like, gave her one of these, like, little waves, and she waved back. And I was just like, oh, my God. And I told my brother, and he was so excited for me. It was, it was cute. It was cute. But, yeah, the Divas had my heart early. Shawn Michaels was really – Shawn Michaels and Stone Cold Steve Austin were really the two guys that I paid more attention to more than anyone. Yeah. Now – I wasn't, Yeah. So that's what made you fall in love with wrestling. That's what made you right. want to be a wrestler. Now, I forgot mm-hmm. to mention at the top of the show, I didn't want to introduce you as an aspiring wrestler because aspiring means you hope to one day do it. Right. I want to introduce you as a future wrestler Sounds because right. yeah. I believe you will do it. I will. And I know you believe you will do it too. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but I, I can see you doing it. So I wanted to just say that. I don't see you as somebody who hopes to do it. I see you as somebody who will do it. Um, I will. Yes. Next question. You've answered some of this already, but you're you're all-time Mount Rushmore of wrestling. It could be men. It could be women. It's a hard question to answer because four is very limiting. All right. I got this. Okay. (laughs) Stone Cold. Okay. Um... Eddie Guerrero. Wow, it's a good one. Ultimate Warrior. Okay. <clears throat> and I want to throw a woman in there. I really do. <laughs> it, it's hard. It's hard because it, it would be it, it would be between Lita, Trish, and Sasha. So you have Sasha that high already. I definitely yeah. Sasha Sasha's proved that she can keep up with the boys. You know. And she's not just one of the best female women wrestling. Mm-hmm. Like, she's one of the best, period. Yeah. So that's why I can definitely put her up there. Now, if you had to choose one of the three, could you? Oh, my God. Okay. Um, no, I can't. <laughs> I, I, was... can't choose, I can't choose one. I can't. I'm trying, and I can't. Like, I'm trying to find reasons as to why one will be better than the other, but I can't. I was initially going to choose Lita for you. Mm-hmm. thinking because like you said she was your favorite all the way back then right she still yeah, is yeah. to this day but then the way you just described sasha as what she means to the sport right now right that that even made me torn as to which one i felt like you really like better i don't know i really don't know if at any point in this whole discussion you have chosen one feel okay. free to interject it but i, I won't okay. make you choose one right now <laughs> 
Um, who do you like currently? This doesn't have to be limited to one, two, three. This could be just who do you really like currently right now? Could be WWE, could be a smaller promotion. Um, okay, from WWE standpoint, I Sasha, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like TJ Perkins, obviously. Um, <laughs> Cedric Alexander. I love Enzo. I love I love Enzo. Enzo, like, he just cuts promos like no other. He gets you amped and excited. I just love him so much. Yes. I really do. I really do. Um, I had, like, from TNA, like, of course, I like Cody. Love Cody. Um, Moose. Moose is definitely one of my favorites. Um, from an indie level, <clears throat> people don't talk about the indies enough. They don't. They don't, and I'm an indie girl, you okay. know, I, I've been pretty much, I was actually crowned the indie it girl, because... Oh, when was this? This was back in, back in the summertime, because the whole 2016, I was literally Connecticut, Pennsylvania, Jersey, New York, at every indie show, so it's like, and I'm not someone that's hard to forget, like, what I look like, you know? Yeah. So it's like people will come up to me like, oh, yeah, you were at the House of Glory show or you were at the CZW show, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, that's me. So they're like, oh, you're kind of like the, the indie it girl. You're always at all the shows. And I was like, yeah, you know. Do you prefer an indie show or do you prefer like a big WWE show? If you had it, you um, know, it's interesting to, to think about because they're so different. As far as entertainment goes, <clears throat> I'll go for a TNA WWE. But as far as like showcasing real talent where they can be more raw. I definitely prefer an indie show. I definitely do. Cause they're, I mean, it's still calculated and all, but mm-hmm. they have more freedom to do a lot more things. Yeah. So they definitely I, do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> WWE is very, uh, someone on the show last week used the word homogenized, which is a very good description. It's all very, it's like a sterile environment almost. Yeah, yeah. If and you, you, go, can, you can get that vibe too. Yeah, if you go back and watch a show from like 1999, the crowd is so rabid. And now it's, it's just not the same. I think it's right. because what you're watching is not the same. Right. My first indie show I ever went to was, it was a, a, a Ring of Honor show last August of 2015. Okay. I saw Jay Lethal, AJ Styles was there, Nakamura was there. <clears throat> And I was like, why have I not gone to one of these shows before? It's incredible. Then I didn't go to one again until House of Hardcore was in Philadelphia in April, two weeks after WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. And that day again, I was like, wow, this is, this is what wrestling is. Yeah, I felt the same way. I actually, I wasn't in um, a Ring of Honor show last year. Oh, yeah? I, I was in Best in the World when it came to New York. And I was a part of um, Moose's entrance. Okay. And after that was all done, and like I just stood there watching the rest of the show, I was like, "How have I never been to a Ring of Honor show? Like this is crazy." And so like your first my favorite, one, your first that one, was, you were in it. That, that was my first Ring of Honor. <laughs> yes, yes, the first one. And it's like my favorite thing about indie shows is the crowd, mm-hmm. because they can either be some real assholes, uh-huh. or they can just be real people that are just passionate about it. And yeah. it's, it's funny to see. Like, it's funny to see their reactions and everything like that. That's why I love being in the crowd mm-hmm. all the time. So yeah. you may be the first person I've ever heard of whose first show was a show you were in. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty cool. I mean, it's almost all downhill from there until you're in, until you're actually signed to that promotion. <clears throat> right. Like, I did evolve. 
actually not a couple months ago. It was last month. I, I did um, TJ Perkins' Farewell, and I was part of that. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. So how was that? Was that was that cooler than Best in the World? Um, I would say it was more comfortable because, like I said, that was my first show that I was in, the Ring of Honor one. With Evolve, like, I know Stokely Hathaway. Like, he's a good friend of mine. Mm-hmm. And I know Chris Hero. He was on the bill. And Chris Hero's a really good friend of mine. So I knew some of the guys, like, you know, behind the scenes. So it was it was pretty cool. It was more comfortable. Mm-hmm. And, like, Cody was there and everything. And I got to meet Cody. And I was standing there. And everyone was like, what the hell is this chick doing backstage? Because <laughs> it's, like, all these guys getting ready. And I'm standing back there in heels and, like, a tube top. And they're just like, what's going on? And um, I know... It was funny because I was standing there waiting for our cue to go out there and like everyone's just looking because we had like it was me and a friend of mine that I got to do with me and we just had like a wad of money in our hand and everyone's looking like what the hell's going on. So the ref who's actually um, fireman who actually moved down to NXT I believe he's down there now. um, He was the one that gave us our cue. And as soon as we walked to the curtains, he told me after, he was like, you know, I had no idea that you even followed the product. He was like, you just, you just look so natural out there. And I was like, yeah, I was like, you didn't know? Like, this is what I do. So that was really cool. It was more comfortable, you know? Yeah. Ring of Honor was a little frightening. I think it was frightening because it was such a big venue because we were at Terminal 5. That place is humongous. So I think that's why. And, like, the girls I was with, I didn't know not one of them. But at the end of the night, like, we ended up becoming really cool. And yeah. So it was, it was a fun time, but Evolve was definitely way more comfortable. I was way more comfortable there. So do you foresee yourself doing more things with Evolve in the near future? Maybe. Maybe? <laughs> All right. Well, we'll have to keep our eyes open to see if you do. Yeah. Yep. Because I didn't know you had done any of this stuff yet. No? No, I didn't. Oh, yeah, I did. My turn. Yeah, I'm not good at social media. Like, I'll follow people. I, I don't do Twitter. I'm not good at it because I'm a writer. 140 right. characters is never, ever enough. <laughs> if you ever see me tweet anything, it probably took me 20 minutes to get it down to a size that would fit in a tweet. Wow. I, ju- I can't do it. Okay. <laughs> so, right. I ju- so I don't really try to. Bear- if I say something, it means I really wanted to say it because it takes me right. a lot to get it out there. Um, and I do follow you, and you don't really tweet that much, so. No, almost never. I tweet. Once in a blue moon. I tweet my articles. I tweet the podcast. Mm-hmm. And very rarely do I tweet anything else other than that. Because I'm just not good at it. I know my limitations. Come on, Ron. You got got to get on it. You got to get on it. I'll try. I'll try to do better. Uh, This is the next question, and a lot of people opt not even to answer. But do do you have an all-time favorite match? Just one? You could could mention more than one. God, you're just making it so hard asking me for this one. (laughs) Um, All right, let's see. Yeah, I wouldn't do that to you. I, I try not to do that to anybody. All right. Uh, I don't. Maybe someone can correct me on it, but I, I want to say it's WrestleMania thir- 13? Okay. Um, I think Bret Hart, going. So that's, Cold? Yes, that's 13. 13? Okay. <laughs> that one, just because of how they were feeding off of the crowd, which today, like watching WWE and everything like that. I mean, it is what it is, but mm-hmm. there was so much crowd involvement and in how Brett and, and Stone Cold like just fed off the crowd, like just made the match incredible. So that's probably one of my favorites. Um, I don't want to be cliche, but <laughs> The Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin, obviously. <laughs> what WrestleMania that was, I don't really remember, but um, 
that's, I mean, I feel like that's anybody because those are just two of the biggest legends at that one time, you know? And then number three, obviously, Sasha and Bailey and Brooklyn NXT. That was a damn good match. So were you in attendance for that one as well? I was not. I was supposed to be, but it's a long story. So I was there. Okay. I, I specifically went for that match. I, Sasha mm-hmm. Banks is what I had taken like a six, seven year hiatus from watching wrestling. And I happened to, I got the network because I was like, well, how could I not? $10 to watch right. all the wrestling I want. It's worth it. Even if I don't right. like it that much now. Mm-hmm. Sasha in NXT <clears throat> leading into, I don't remember which takeover it was, but it was her against Charlotte. She lost. But that got me, she got me hooked back into it again. Mm-hmm. So that's why I went there to see that Sasha Bailey match. I knew I thought that was Sasha's farewell match for NXT, which it was supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. I got choked up during that match because the story was told so well, the characters were so well developed, it meant mm-hmm. so much. And mm-hmm. then, so I was a big Shawn Michaels guy myself. I loved the Click back in the day, right. and they did their curtain call at Madison Square Garden. <coughs> it was a huge deal. And then I got to see the four horsewomen go out and do their curtain call. And I was like, mm-hmm. I, got, I got to be here to see them do that. Like, yeah. they, they mean so much to this generation, not just women, but everyone who loves wrestling. Yeah. And they mean yeah. so much to a lot of little girls who maybe without them wouldn't have ever considered going into wrestling. They're probably right. going to open a lot of eyes. <clears throat> so that, that was the most emotional I've ever been at a wrestling event was that oh. match. <laughs> <laughs> I was emotional just because I was supposed to be at all those shows that weekend, <laughs> but, um, oh my God, it's I, like, I was in a really deep, dark depression because I broke one of my ankles mm. and it was the very beginning of me training. And I just, I was miscued and my ankle broke and I was just out. I was, and just, I like, I went off the grid for a very long time. Like no one knew what happened to me and like didn't know where I was. Everyone thought I was dead. And then like I had close friends like Emilio Sparks mm-hmm. and like real life cats and all them. Like they were just like, Oh, like, you know, you got to tighten up your bootstraps and like get back out there. Like maybe this was supposed to happen. Maybe it's not your time yet, which was very true because if that wouldn't happen, I wouldn't be able to like recollect myself and get better. And I wouldn't have all the opportunities that I had this year. Cause I've done right. a lot this year without even, doing anything you know what yeah. I mean because it's like I didn't want to debut myself until 2017 that's why I always say in Rio 2017 so I've done a lot to build my foundation this year that maybe I needed that little you know setback last year for that to happen so sometimes that's what it takes right you know you get knocked down you can't get up if you haven't gotten knocked down first right exactly yeah I'm sure you probably learned a lot of lessons in that time a whole a whole lot <laughs> a whole lot and the fact that you could go through that and you had the desire to come back from it. Yeah. Like a lot of people it, it say. It was hard. It wasn't easy. At, it wasn't easy at first. Yeah. I, I hear people say like, you know, before you get a tattoo, like wait a month and see if you still want it or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. If you want to start a new workout program, give it a couple of weeks. And if you still want to do it, then, you know, you really want to do it. The yeah. fact that you had that setback and still knew at the end of it, I still want to do this. That says mm-hmm. a lot about your determination and your dedication to get to where you want to go right yeah it pretty much made me hungrier than ever like there's a song when I was like going through my physical therapy 
um, there's a song I still can't listen to to this day because it makes me like break down into tears. And it was um, N.E.R.D. Sooner or Later. <laughs> and I just remember, like, that song was playing. And, like, I had so many emotions going on because I felt defeated. But then I felt like, okay, maybe this is a good thing. And then I felt, like, depression. So it was, like, so many emotions. And that song was playing. And, like, I don't know if you're familiar with the song, but at the end there's, like, this crazy guitar riff. And it, like, lasts for two minutes. And, like, <laughs> I literally just, like, broke down into tears and just cried my eyes out for, like, an hour. And it's like, it was around the time my grandfather died also. So it was just a lot going on. And like to this day, like when it comes out, I'm like, nope, skip. (laughs) I don't want to go back to that right now. You're not ready to, you're not ready to feel that just yet. No, no, not yet. Not yet. Nope. I've been there with a song before where you need to give it some time before you can listen to it again. Right. Yeah. Sometimes it takes a long time. It's like I had a song that took me, I think five years to be able to listen to again without breaking down from it. Um, that's a story for another day, though. Uh, so you mentioned India Rio. Mm-hmm. That is your character in in wrestling. Yes. Now I would like to get into this a little bit because we have not had anyone on the show who is actually pursuing wrestling. Oh, so okay. You said when you were eighteen, you decided this is what you wanted to do. Yes, and no one took me seriously. <laughs> okay, and that seems pretty common, especially for a woman. Seems like yeah. almost every story you have, they say, you know, nobody ever thought it was something mm-hmm. I could actually do. It was it was more so because I've been modeling since I was 15. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I was 18, that's when I was, like, booking myself for shows. And I was really out there doing New York Fashion Week and all kinds of stuff. So everyone's like, you're too pretty to be a wrestler. You don't need to break your face and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> like, just stick, stick to modeling. And I'm like, well, screw this. I don't even like doing this in the first place. Like, <laughs> it pays the bills. Don't get me yeah. wrong. But it's like, it's not a passion. Mm-hmm. I, I want to be out there kicking ass. Like, that's mm-hmm. what I want to do. Like, I'm learning how to do jiu-jitsu right now. And everyone's like, for what? And I was at me like, no, no way. Not you. And I'm just like, yeah. That's exactly what I want to do. So when I was 18. You've been doing it for a couple weeks, right? Doing what? Mm Jiu-Jitsu? Yeah. Yeah. Going on two weeks now. I started in May. And my first day I knocked out my trainer. With Mm -hmm. what? How did you knock out your trainer? Um. (laughs) Was it sweet chin music? No. It was, he was, he was trying to teach me how I have to do the transitions because the transitions are very hard. Mm-hmm. Like you need to know like exactly what moment to lift this arm. To, and it's, it's just a lot. And I wasn't really paying attention. <clears throat> and I elbowed him and kind of knocked him out and I felt really bad. And he was just like, no, 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 no. It's okay. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. But like now he's got this huge knot on his head. And I'm just like, dude, I'm so sorry. <laughs> he was like, no, it's okay. I don't know my own strength and I got to like become a little familiar with it. Because From all that time in the gym. Yeah, but I still sometimes I don't know just how strong I am. Like I was I was talking to Moose and like I was telling him yesterday that no one believes how strong I am, so I like lifted a couch to prove people how strong I was. And they looked at me like, "What the what are you doing?" And I was like, "You guys didn't want to believe me and here I am lifting a whole sofa." And it's like So you're out there doing feats of strength to prove it to everyone. Pretty much. <laughs> now, I, I like I that's, st- the, that's the only way I can. You have to prove it. Yep. And then one day, everyone will just know. Yep, pretty if you, much. If yeah. you prove it yeah. enough, you won't have mm-hmm. to prove it anymore. Mm-hmm. I started jiu-jitsu in May, and it is one of the hardest things to start doing. Very difficult. So complicated. And 
yeah, you're using so much. You're using your entire body to do it, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is going to be good for the career that you're pursuing. Like you're going to have so much more body control than someone who does not have that type of training. Right. Which is part of the reason why I want to start doing it. Like I've been looking for a trainer for the longest and I finally found one and I didn't really believe he was a real trainer. I was like, no, I was like, are you sure? Like, you know, like, let me see some of your videos and blah, blah, blah. And that's like, he's a really reputable guy. So I was like, okay, perfect. So, but it's, oh my God, it's hard. It it's, is. It's hard. Do you yeah. enjoy it though? I do. I just enjoy the fact that I, I like being strong, you know? Mm-hmm. And I like, I like proving how strong I am by not being like, arrogant about it you know yeah. like me lifting a couch that was just like for ha-has <laughs> like you know like oh you don't think i'm that strong like let me show you and like i lifted like a recliner and it's like they're looking at me like where is that coming from and i was like you didn't want to believe me so <laughs> now are you naturally strong or have you built that with your dedication to working out um i've always been i've always been strong because i remember like <clears throat> back in like high school I grew up like a tomboy, like I told you, even though like I was girly girl in appearance, I was, I grew up a tomboy. Mm-hmm. So when I would see like my guy friends, I'd be like, what's up? And instead of like giving them a hug, I would like punch them in the chest <laughs> and they'd be like, oh, like, what did I do to you? Like, what's that for? So I've always been strong, but I think now there's no way I would be able to ever lift a couch with the 18 year old me. So that's right. definitely me being in the gym, like <laughs> lifting heavy and all that stuff and taking my protein. And so it's cool though. Like I enjoy it. I like lifting <laughs> weird things and proving to people I'm strong. Yes. Last thing about jujitsu, and I'm curious if you have noticed this too. When you train, mm-hmm. or when I any any time I train, it's the only thing I can think about until I fall asleep. Like I'm thinking about different things, different escapes. Like I'm constantly thinking about, or the lesson I learned, I can't get it out of my head. That's that's true. It's true because. It's like, I don't know if you do this, but I kind of have a count in my head. Mm-hmm. So, like, once I'm taught something, I'm like, okay, one, two, three, four. So, it's like like when you dance, like, you know, you have a rhythm count. And it's like, that's just me going over the steps in my head because I know everything is so calculated. So, that's what I do because I have, I'm a very photogenic person. You give me something to read, I'm not going to memorize it. Yeah. You know, you have to show and prove and tell me so I can go over it in my head and be like, okay, now I see how I have to do it. So like, let me reconstruct. So I'll be like in bed and like lifting my arms and looking like an idiot, but it's like, that's just <laughs> me making sure I can make that comfortable. So it's right. like second nature for me to do it the next time I go to train. Mm-hmm. Which, so. yeah, if you don't, then if you go back and you have not really learned the thing you just learned, mm-hmm. you're already behind the next lesson. Yep. yep you, ha- you, have to, you have to do everything you can to stay caught up. Mm-hmm. Um, so India Rio. Mm-hmm. You already kind of told us what inspired you to want to do it when you started doing it. Right. When did you come up? First of all, what? where did the name India Rio come from? Is that something you're willing to divulge? <laughs> it's, it's so funny because people ask me and it's really not that complex. <laughs> um, I'm black Brazilian and Indian. Okay. So India Rio just comes from the Indian <laughs> and the Brazilian. That's really all it comes from. And I just thought it sounded cool together. You it know? does. I think so. it's an awesome name. It yeah. like stands out, it's different, but it basically wrote itself is what you're saying. Pretty much, yeah. Okay. And I've been sticking with it since I was 18, so. So you had that immediately? Immediately. Well, at first I was going to go with uh, Winter Storm because that's what my mother was going to name me, mm-hmm. like as a real adult child. Yeah. <laughs> and um, 
I'm kind of glad she didn't. But then it's like, I feel like I would have to be a famous person if my name was Winter Storm. Like, yeah. you can't just be a regular person with the name Winter Storm. No. So I was going to go with that. And then I talked it over with myself. And I was just like, mm, it's a little cheesy. So then randomly, like, India Rio just popped up. And I was like, you know, I like, I like the sound of that. And I, like, ran it by, like, Emilio and Kaz and all them. Like, I ran it by them. And I was like, what do you guys think of this? And they were like, yeah, <laughs> like, it fits you. It's cool. Like, you look like that's your name. And I was like, oh. All right, so I've been stuck with it ever since. Yeah, it fits you. It's got, like, a cool sound to it. It's different. Mm -hmm. And so what is the character of India Rio? The character, if I had it my way, I would just be, like, a Bailey, like, super happy and (laughs) love the kids and let's take a picture with everyone. But everyone keeps – and I don't want to say, like, I'm I'm taking everyone else's word for it, but – you have to listen to the people that are closest to you and that want you to win the most. So I mostly rely on Emilio and Kaz. Like those two guys are like my go-to for everything. And then Mm -hmm. I have my best friend, Leslie, he's from Virginia and he's like involved in like all things soccer and all things wrestling. So like I'd go to him for a lot of things too. And they're like, you know what? Naturally, like you're a badass, So you have to be a badass. (laughs) So India Rio is this, like, super badass, dark, like, almost assassin-type girl, you know? Like, I don't know if you're familiar with anime, but there's this Brazilian anime called Machiko and Hatchin. I didn't even know there was Brazilian anime. No, you didn't. Well, (laughs) she lives lives in Brazil, so it's set in Brazil, but it's Machiko and Hatchin, and that's kind of where my character kind of drives from because everyone tells me I look like her. Mm Mm-hmm. So once I finally saw it, I was like, okay, because she is pretty badass. She was like, yeah. oh, she's like, you sure you want to mess with me? And then it's just like, so I was like, okay. So I have to be a heel. It's against my will. But, <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I'm good because I'm naturally a heel, even though I'm such a nice person. And it's definitely going to work in my favor because I'm definitely a tweener. Like I'm, I can definitely bounce back from being a face and being a heel. But it's just that car- character. She's just very dark and sexy and she'll beat your ass. So it sounds like it's probably a fun character to be, even if it's not mm-hmm. necessarily who you want to be. Right, yeah. I, Which is a good thing, because I can, I can play it up really well. So. Yeah, I also think it's good because if you, and I, t- I talk about this all the time just about WWE, if you can get over as a heel, you're typically going to be a lot better off when you do make the turn. Because p- when you can be a really good heel, people respect you. Right, yeah. It's sort of like, like Roman Reigns right now. A lot of people mm-hmm. are just not willing to buy into him <laughs> me being one of them <laughs> yeah it, it's the same thing with with the rock back in the day yeah yeah the mm-hmm. rock went out there as like the smiley baby face and people chanted die rocky die yeah they made him a heel he got over as a heel and then he became the rock i mean he's the the most gigantic star to ever come out of the industry yeah um much. so it's probably going to benefit you in the long run mm-hmm. to do what you're doing now and it's probably fun to do it is. I'm, I'm like, I don't, if, if nothing else worked out for me, I would probably be an actress because I'm, I'm pretty good at like doing anything improv. So that's how I know my promos are going to be like a one. Cause it's like, it's so second nature to me. So it's like sometimes when I'm watching, like, you know, who has very good promos to me, TNA. And I tweeted that the other day, like TNA, <laughs> they, they cut some damn good promos. And it's like, you know, there's some people in WWE, like, I love Sasha to death, but Sasha can't cut a promo to save her life. And it's like, but she makes up for it. Do you think that's her or do you think that's what they're telling her to say? I definitely think it's because they don't let her write her own promos. 
Like, if you look at uh, New Day and even Enzo, like, you can tell they have a lot of control Mm -hmm. with a lot of their promos. And with Sasha, everything is like... feel and all the other stuff like she's not getting a chance to be honest and have any type of say in any of her promos and it kind of it sucks because mm-hmm. it's kind of like oh my god here we go again but it's like <laughs> they should just give her a chance you know they're not letting her be like, the boss no in and nxt and her promos were good yes they were because i and you know what i will say like even though people may not agree with me summary had a lot to do with that mm-hmm Summary had a lot to deal with that. Yeah, she does, she doesn't get the respect that she deserves at this. No, she, she's a it, lot better. It's sad. Than, mm-hmm, it is. She could be doing a lot more than they're allowing her to do. Mm-hmm. Now, do you get to work on promos? Have you? Is that something you've done, or you're mostly focused on the in ring? I'm mostly focused on the in ring because I feel like that'll never be a problem for me. So you're just like I'm ready to hit the ground running when I get to do this. Pretty much, like. Are you thinking I... of promos? If I, like, am in the ring and everyone's like, oh, let's, let's just cut a quick promo, I was like, all right, let's do it. Not like, okay, <laughs> so, like, what should I say? Should I be like this? I'll just, like, let's do it. And I'll automatically <laughs> turn that on because that's, that's what I'm good at. Like, I've been – I'm a goofball. Like, I'm, I'm super goofy, <laughs> and I've always been doing, like, role-playing stuff since I was a little kid. So that's why I've kind of, like, grown up doing that. So it's natural to me. Like, I'm going to be Sasha Banks for Halloween, and I told everyone that – Throughout the whole day, like I'm going to be cutting random promos, like pretending to be Sasha, and that's going to be it's going to be hilarious because <laughs> no, I, I already have, have some written out. <laughs> okay, so I have to ask this question. I'm not asking you yeah. to cut a promo as Sasha Banks right now. Are you going to be cutting good Sasha Banks promos? Are you going to be cutting boss promos? Or are you going to be doing the I've been wanting to do this since I was 12 years old promo? I'm. It's going to be a mix. Okay. I have like six different promos written out right now, and they're All funny. Right. <laughs> and they're funny because. I didn't want it to be too serious, like, yeah. to try to prove that, like, okay, like, I'm really trying to be Sasha. But they're funny because, <laughs> like, you can, it's, you can tell it's something that she would say, well, something that would be written for her. Mm-hmm. But it's also comedy tied into it because it's Halloween, you know, right. whatever. But, it, yeah, it's going to be really funny. Well, I'm sure it will be. It's a great <laughs> Halloween costume. Yeah, I, I'm actually really proud of this. Like, I take Halloween very seriously, very seriously. So when I had the idea, like, at first I was like, what am I going to be for Halloween? I don't know. And then <laughs> I was like, you know what? Like, I'm so obsessed with Sasha's gear because I feel like she's had the best gear maybe that I've ever seen. Any woman that's ever, like, her gear is A1. Mm-hmm. And I was obsessed with the pink and yellow. <laughs> and I call that the pink lemonade Sasha. That's what I call it. <laughs> And I was like, you know, like, I'm going to do this one. So I literally went on the internet. I got, like, 15 different pictures, different angles, everything. And I went out. And I'm a creative. I'm a very artsy person. So I already knew in my head, like, how it was going to transpire. So, like, I went out and bought all the different tools. I went to, like, the fabric store and, like, went to art stores like Michael's and stuff and got, like, (laughs) spray paint and little jewels. and, And it's coming along really great. So you're legit making ring gear. This is not like throwing um, on a boss T-shirt and the hair. No, and everyone told me to do that. They're like, just get a T-shirt and some shorts, and I was like, what kind of boring? No, no, no. I'm doing the pink and yellow colorway that she has, and it's coming out freaking awesome. Like, my hair is gonna be pink. Like, everything is gonna be a one. It's gonna look exactly like 
her pink and yellow, the pink lemonade Sasha, which yes. I feel like is a good, it's a good omen. I don't know if you saw when she got the title back, how crazy I went on Twitter, uh, but I, I think I saw a little bit of it. Yes. I was saying how pink lemonade Sasha is good luck because <laughs> when she first won the championship, she was blueberry pink lemonade. Yeah. So she had the blue with the pink and yellow. Yeah. And now that she got it back, it just, I was actually working on the costume as I was watching it. And when really? she came out and I saw she had the pink and yellow, I was like, okay. And then when she won it back, I was like, God damn it. I was like, see, I knew I picked the right colors. And I was just so excited. And I was just like, listen, this is, this is a good luck costume. That's it. I have to commend you on that dedication for literally making Sasha ring gear to be Sasha. <sighs> yeah. Um, it was a challenge at first because I, I had to figure out, like, because I can't sew to save my life. I can't do any of that. But I know I'm a very artsy person. So it's – did you see the pictures? I posted pictures, like, uh, here and there. I don't think I did, no. I posted, like, preview pictures of, like, what I was doing and stuff like that. And literally, this is all being put together with, like, spray paint and a glue gun and fabric. and like. <laughs> but it, it looks – awesome like i'm actually like super proud of myself that i pulled it off well i'm looking forward to seeing it i'm actually pretty excited for it now myself to see what oh, all this yeah. hard work was how oh, long, yeah. how long like, have you been working on it now oh my god um since september 24th you know the day wow yeah that's when i like went out and i knew that's exactly what i wanted to do <laughs> how much effort is going into this costume compared to what you normally would do for a halloween costume um, about the same, about the same, like, you know, like I, I do spend a lot of time in my costumes, so. Okay. Yeah. So this is just kind of par for the course for you, Halloween. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I just, I love Halloween so much, so I have to take it very seriously. All right. Welcome back, everybody. A little technical <laughs> difficulty. I wasn't sure which end of the phone it happened on. Luckily, I found out. Yes. Luckily, I found out it wasn't my fault. I was happy about that. (laughs) Um, We're finishing up a conversation about how seriously you take Halloween. Mm -hmm. Very much looking forward to seeing the Sasha Banks costume. I'm sure it'll be incredible. Excited. Are you going to show her? Um. Or will you keep it to yourself? No. It's gonna. I'm gonna have it everywhere. I'm gonna have it on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, all that stuff. Right. So eventually she's going to see it. It's, it's going to be the best Sasha Banks costume she's ever seen. So, All right. Well, that, that'll be awesome. And I'm sure mm-hmm. maybe, maybe you'll get some love from her back. Hopefully. That's I the hope, plan. Yeah, I hope so, too. So Sasha, clearly a big inspiration to you in what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you take anything from her or any of the women on the roster now <laughs> in what you're trying to do? Do you use anything in the ring? or character-wise that you're getting from anyone who's currently working in the business? Um, character-wise, no. Uh, as far as moves go, absolutely. Like, I, even though I don't like Charlotte, I can't stand her, um, <laughs> I will say she's extremely super athletic. Like, that corkscrew moonsault she did was incredible. Yeah. Um, so I try to take away their athleticism. Um, Sasha's agility, even though she is very injury prone, which I feel like myself, I'm very injury prone as well. And just the way she bounces back. So it's little things from each of them, you know? So you find little pieces to put into the entire package that will be you. Pretty much. Yeah. It's inspiration, you know? Yeah. So you said 2017 
is when you will debut or that was always the plan. Mm -hmm. What is the earliest we could expect to see you in a match anywhere? Probably, probably March. So um, every, everyone has been trying to push me to do stuff last month, actually. And I wasn't ready. And, um, I was telling them like, you know, I'm not ready. And they're just like, you know, like, come on, we just want to get you out there. But it's like, if I feel personally that I'm not ready to do something, I'm not going to do it. Which so. you shouldn't. Right. <laughs> and I'm glad that you have it. Thank you. <laughs> so starting in March, maybe you're going to help with the build towards WrestleMania. Who knows? I know, right? Maybe that, that last month, know. that last month leading into it, <laughs> you'll be ready to go. Uh, yeah, let's see. <laughs> so India Rio... A mm -hmm. heel, she's a badass. Mm -hmm. That's really cool because that, that kind of wasn't what I was expecting. What um, were you expecting? I, I don't know what I was expecting, to be honest, but it wasn't. I think I thought you would be a babyface character. I, I think I just assumed that. Because mm -hmm. you, you're very funny. Mm -hmm. You like witty. So I kind of thought it would be more of what your real personality that people probably see on twitter would be yeah which yeah. you're you know you're not a jerk on twitter you're i see you you know tweet back or whatever other wrestling fans you're like very engaged in the wrestling community so i right. just i guess i just didn't see that coming i thought it would be a more fan-friendly character more so than a heel which is why i told you if i had my way i would be like a bailey you know i just love everybody yeah and but, that, uh... i wasn't expecting quite i didn't think you're going to be giving hugs and high fives <laughs> but I thought it would be more fan-friendly. All right, so, yeah. So here's something I'm actually anxious to ask you, because most of the people I talk to about wrestling are men, and mm -hmm. their, their opinion on this specific thing doesn't really hold any weight. Sasha said maybe a month ago, maybe it was a little more than that, that basically what the women are doing right now is, you know, they're being an inspiration to little girls. They're doing for w little girls now what Eddie Guerrero did for her when she was a kid. Mm -hmm. And she made mention of, you know, we're not doing bra and panties matches. We're not mm -hmm. models and all this. And Vince Russo took exception to it, saying he, she was insulting those women back then. Do you feel like women were very much miscast back in the Attitude Era as just to look at? Do you think that they... Because that's always what I felt like. They were very objectified. Vince Russo's thing was, well, they were beautiful and they liked showing it. So why is that bad? No, well, like, definitely what? not that. So you don't fall on the Vince Russo side of the argument? Absolutely not, no. And I assume you also don't feel that Sasha Banks insulted them? Absolutely not, no. Because that wasn't their choice to do that. It's not like they were saying, this is what we do. Right. Even um, even reading Alita's book, <clears throat> she even talked about that when it was that time where they wanted her to... ...of Alita and Edge... Where they wanted her to be more sexy, and she was sexy, and she wrote in her book that she was just not comfortable with it, but that's what they wanted because they wanted her to be the sex symbol. Right. So I definitely think they pivoted women as just being, I don't want to say sex objects, but something to get the guys going, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because those I... bra and panty matches, they, even when they did the diva search and they had them all come out in bikinis and lingerie and pillow fighting, it's like, okay, come on. That's not your thing. No. Now, you said, though, that you really liked the Divas back then. You had the calendar and all that. Mm -hmm. Do you look back and wonder why, or do you, do you still think that you were able to draw positives from even that era of the, the Divas? No, I can still draw positives because they were, <clears throat> they were good at storytelling. 
um, and to get through the whole, you know, brawn panty things or whatever, they still showcase their talent. Like Victoria, who's amazing back then, amazing now, and mm -hmm. Trish and Tori and Dawn Marie and all them. Like, even though they were the sexier ones, they still push through by showing talent. Men probably didn't care as much because they just wanted to see the puppies. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but they to channel Jerry the King Lawler for a second. <laughs> they definitely, they definitely prove themselves, which I can appreciate that. Definitely. Me too. And I, I'm happy with what they're doing now. I'm happy with the opportunities they're getting now. Mm -hmm. I'm happy that they're called women and superstars now. Yep. I'm happy that they have a women's championship which I have right over my head over there. I see, yeah, I see that. <laughs> I am very excited for them for that. Now, Mick Foley, how do you feel about the Hell in a Cell match, first of all? <clears throat> um, I feel like Charlotte is a hater. Okay. Um, <laughs> and I feel like she's going to, like she did at SummerSlam, do whatever she has to do to hurt Sasha. Because, I, like, I, like I said, when I was in that emotional tidbit, you can definitely tell there was some genuine malicious, you know, like Charlotte was definitely trying to hurt Sasha. So and you, you think there was real life? Absolutely. Intent. Absolutely. That you're the first person I've heard say that. That is very really? interesting. Yes. She, it was, if you watch it back, cause I watched it three times. Um, she was very careless, very extremely careless. And, it, it just came off malicious to me. And it's not me being biased, being a Sasha fan, because I really didn't hate Charlotte until that day. Charlotte, it was what it was, but I didn't hate her until that day. And it was just like, I just felt like she didn't, she knew Sasha had a back injury and she didn't try to help her at all, you know? So you also are not somebody who, you're not <clears throat> watching it like an eight-year-old kid who thinks it's real. You have an understanding, someone who mm -hmm. trains in it, someone who's watched it for a long time. Mm -hmm. You have an understanding of what's going on. I didn't think it was right. intentional. But I did say every time I saw it, I was like, what the hell were they actually trying to do? Like, right, that does not yeah. look like anything I've ever seen. Whatever. Like, I don't know what it was supposed to be. And you know what? This is something that I that I can say now. Um, Sasha and Charlotte actually came to House of Glory to train. Oh, really? And, yeah. And because, um, you know, Sasha and Amazing Red have, like, a really good um, relationship with each other. Uh, and everything they practiced in the ring there... Nothing, nothing was done at SummerSlam. Really? So that's why that's why I feel there was malicious acts behind what Charlotte was doing because it's like you you guys rehearsed this practices a thousand times, you know, and it's just what were you thinking in that moment? She just completely changed her mind. Like when um they were on the top ropes and Sasha countered, like that wasn't they didn't rehearse that. That wasn't planned at all. Are you talking that about just, the uh, the head scissors off the top rope when she yes. almost had the razor's edge? Yes. That wasn't they didn't practice that at all. So you saw them practicing for their match at SummerSlam? I didn't see a practice, but I knew what was going on. And basically what you're saying is the way the match turned out was nothing like what was prepared. Nope. And are you worried then that 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 uh, Charlotte's gonna go into business for herself again at Hell in a yep. Cell? Absolutely. Do I think Sasha will walk away with the title again? Yes. But I'm pretty sure Charlotte's going to do whatever she can to try to outshine her once again. That's why she wanted to do the moonsault off the top of the cell? Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> so, so that aside, I feel like they deserve the main event spot. Oh, yeah. I feel like 
those two really they have the best story of anyone on the roster. Mm-hmm. It should be the main event from a story standpoint, from the level that their feud has gotten to, like how much they're supposed to despise each other. Mm-hmm. It's in Sasha's hometown. Mm-hmm. It's the first women's Hell in a Cell match. Mick Foley announced it was the main event. And yep. then the next day he edited and said, well, it, it might feel like the main event. <laughs> One, do you believe it should be the main event? And two, do you believe it will be the main event? Um, do I believe it will be? Yeah. Do I feel like it should be? Absolutely. So you're because, a yes on both. Yeah. Because it's, it's history in the making, you know? They'd be dumb if they didn't have it as a main yeah. event. I agree. Now, because I've seen some people say... It's funny how a lot of people who are fans of other women's wrestlers are mad that these two are getting the opportunity. Saying, oh, well, why, why, like, Paige should have got this, or Emma should have no. got this, or whatever. <laughs> and it's like, well, guess what? They did not do anything that caught on like what these two are doing. Mm-hmm. Like, this is what people want to see. As much as a lot of people love Paige, Paige, I don't, other than her, her NXT match with Emma at, for the, the Women's Championship, that was a huge deal. It was a great match. It kind of pushed that whole revolution, but it didn't have the type of attention that Charlotte and Sasha have right now. Right. I think it should be the main event. I'm hoping it is, especially because if, if it's not, the main event is the universal title where the opponent for Kevin Owens is the third wheel in the story, really. The story is about Jericho and Owens. Seth Rollins is just there. Ah, I'm not feeling it. <laughs> the whole story? I... The whole Jericho, it's just, it's it's funny, but it's, I wouldn't feel that as a main event, you know? So, how do you feel about Seth Rollins? Um, Seth Kardashian? Um, <laughs> I... Was that more of an like... insult to Seth or to the Kardashians? To Seth. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, he's he's Armenian. And I'm pretty sure his name starts with a K. So that's why I call him Seth oh, Kardashian. Really? He, I mean, he wears very tight jeans. So, yeah. <laughs> so that's why I call him Seth Kardashian. So, um, I think I think the feud is cute, for lack of better terms. I just don't think it's main event worthy. It, it's not. And I like mm-hmm. all three of those guys. And like you said, yeah. it's funny. It, it, like, entertains me. I laugh at the list and mm-hmm. it and... Drink it in, man, is always funny to me. I like, yeah. <laughs> I like Owens egging him on to put people on the list now. Like he's like, Chris, yep. you know, what you need to you do. just made the yeah. list. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoy it, but you're right. It's not a, ma- a main event feud. Would be these two having a falling out, and Jericho either being a babyface again or Jericho being like mean, violent Jericho. Yeah. But this is just not. It's going to be a downer for the show if that's the main event. It's going right, to affect yeah. the way people remember the show. And I feel like more people are more excited for Charlotte and Sasha because it's like hell in the cell. Like it's two, two good looking, well, one and a half good looking chicks like going at it <laughs> in a cell, and it's going to be crazy. So I feel like people are way more excited for that. Yeah. Do you do you think this match ends up outside the cell or on top of the cell? Oh yeah. I well, I read something somewhere saying that Vince McMahon denied Charlotte of doing some crazy move from the top of the cell or something, which they can legitimately hurt themselves. And Sasha's so little and so injury prone. Like I know she's getting ripped now, but she's so small and she doesn't have a lot of like fat on her Mm -hmm. to even take a crazy bump from on the top of the cell. Are you kidding me? So I just, 
I hope they don't try to do anything too, too crazy where it's going to put them out for a while, you know? That's my worry, that they're, yeah. they're going to try so hard to justify it that mm-hmm. somebody's going to get hurt. And that's what I, I'm, yeah. I'm going to be terrified the entire time, I think. Same. same. <laughs> I'm going to be in Orlando because I wanted to go to it, but I'll be in Orlando. So I'll be watching, like, biting my nails the whole time. Where is Hell in a Cell? Oh, it's in Boston. I, it's I in Boston, yeah. And then they're actually, for on Halloween the next day, they're going to be in Connecticut, not too far from where I grew up. And you're still going to be in Orlando? I'll still be in Orlando. I'll, I'll be coming back from Orlando. So. So you're going you're gonna to miss the whole thing, unfortunately. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> um, last thing I'll ask. Other than Sasha, actually, I guess I'll go this way. Obviously, Sasha and Charlotte are on Raw. They've been pretty much the only women's story on Raw since the two brands split. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about the SmackDown women's division? And is there anyone on SmackDown that you specifically like? I think SmackDown Women's Division is an actual women's division. Raw, it's it's basically just Sasha and Charlotte. Um, I really feel like, and I talked about this in the WrestleRap podcast, mm-hmm. we were saying how we feel like it's going to be Nia Jax versus Sasha Banks. That's what it's going to be like leading up to. But as far as SmackDown goes, they're an actual women's division. And I knew Nikki Bella and Carmella were going to go at each other. I knew that was going to be a feud. It was just too natural. Um, I really like uh, Naomi because I think she's extremely athletic. I just don't think her gimmick is anything that could get her over enough to even have a chance at being the SmackDown Women's Champion. Um, I think Becky Lynch is amazing. Um, She deserved it from the very beginning. So it's just more more to play with on SmackDown, you know, whereas Raw, they don't, they're not really doing too much. They're focusing on their cash cows right now. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, like I was a little annoyed at first because every week on SmackDown, it was every woman thrown into the same story. Like we're getting them yeah. all on TV, but it's all thrown in together. Now yeah, there's yeah. actual multiple stories that they mm-hmm. can tell. And like Alexa Bliss, I think is great. I love yeah. her as a heel. I like she, her annoyance with the crowd, her annoyance by everybody who's around her, mm-hmm. I thoroughly enjoy. How do you feel about the Freddy Krueger get-up, by the way? I hadn't, um, I hadn't seen it since she was with Blake and Murphy. It had been a while since she wore it. I'm not really a fan of it. How about the Harley Quinn get-up? not a fan of that either. So just I the just, regular Alexa I just, Bliss. I just feel, yeah, like, <laughs> I liked Alexa Bliss when she was Bliss Stratus, you know? <laughs> I, I, liked, I liked that Alexa Bliss a lot more. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Becky, like you said, incredible. Mm-hmm. Naomi, you're right, her athleticism, she's, her, in the ring, she's so much different from yep. everyone else that they have, and her matches are typically fun to watch, but they've never found a character. Her entrance is no. cool, but it's not a character. The whole feel the glow thing, it, it does nothing for me. And it sucks because she, be, she could be so great if they could find something for her. I thought they had when she turned heel on Paige. And she was talking about all these, all these women that are getting a chance where, like, I earned it. Mm-hmm. It yeah. should be my time to be the number one contender. Mm-hmm. And there's, like, a realism to it. Like, that it is, it is what happened to her. She was yeah. the best person in that division for a while and never got the opportunity Right. But then it just never went anywhere. Right. And then Team Bad, we all know what happened with that. Oh, my God. <laughs> Team Bad was just, it was very annoying. 
It was. I'm glad that it that it eventually died out. Mm-hmm. And yeah. as a Sasha fan, I hated that she was stuck there, trying yeah. to be the female New Day. Basically, is what they were doing. Yeah, pretty much, and it, it was corny. It was. Do you like the it New was. Day as much now as you did, let's say, six months ago? Um, I didn't like the New Day at first, just like Sasha. I didn't like Sasha Banks at first. Um, I didn't like Sasha because. I felt like they tried to force her character upon her and it was mostly, I'll be honest, it was mostly the universe that, and that kind of ruined it for me because the whole like Sasha's ratchet. And oh, I was God. like, I try to was, forget about that. She was bae and she was the baddest. And I was just like, this is, this is really whack and corny. And, and she wasn't good at selling anything back then. So I was just like, who is this girl? Like she's so whack. <laughs> but once she finally grew into it and grew into her own, then I actually like really, I really became a huge fan of Sasha. And same with New Day. Like New Day, at first I was like, "What is all this like jive turkey in going on?" Like, <laughs> dude, like the token black dudes, you yeah. know. But like since they've been writing their own promos, it's been like New Day is it. And they're over, over. Like their merch is like out of control. Like walking around the city, all you see is either <laughs> Enzo merch or you'll see Budios t-shirts. So you're talking not even, not even like when a show is in town, just walking around. Yeah. You see this. Yep. That's All the awesome. time. All the time. Uh, yeah, the Budio shirts are great. Enzo is awesome. His his work in the ring obviously leaves something to be desired. Right. He should never be outside of a tag team. But that True. promo he cut at Battleground was maybe the best promo I've seen all year. Even Cass had to say to the crowd, give it up for Enzo. That was amazing. I've never seen anyone do that before, where they had to actually give the guy credit for the promo. He gets the crowd hyped. Yeah, he's great. Like, it's his energy. As soon as he comes out there, it's like, it's amazing. And how great are their new microphones? Thank God. (laughs) I love those microphones with the... uh, Almost like the, the microphones that come down during a boxing match. Yeah. It's not the regular <laughs> WWE microphone. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so, okay, this is my actual last question. Okay. How long do we have to wait before India Rio is holding that up over her head? <sighs> All right. Um, it's funny you ask that because... When I was leaving a house show, was I leaving a house show? I think I was leaving a house show. Um, I was talking to one of my friends, and he was like, it's so crazy that by next year, like, everyone's going to be calling you India. No one's going to be calling you Shar anymore. And he was like, I feel like you're going to blow up so fast. And I was like, you know, I feel that way too. Like, granted, with a great year that I had, even, like, doing valet and all their stuff like that, um... But he gave me a timeline. He was like, I feel like in a year and a half, you're going to be up at the E. And, like, it hit me really hard at first. I was like, a year and a half. Like, you know, years go by very fast. Like, this year went by very fast, you know? And then I thought about it, and I was like, you know, like, I have the work ethic for it. And I've already have made myself, put myself out there, pretty much. Um, And everyone keeps telling me if I stick with this one place... And I mentioned earlier that um, it's definitely going to be kind of like a kick in the ass to get to the E because, like, that's a good look always. Yeah. They remember they can rewatch it and see which place I'm talking about. But um, <laughs> but that's that's the plan. That's the plan, just to stay on that path. And 
Year and a half sounds good to me. That would be pretty good. Mm-hmm. You've been training for how long? Seriously, for about eight months. Okay. And this is post-breaking your ankles? Yes, yep. And you say it was right away that you broke your ankle? Yes, like literally maybe a month. Okay, so you really had barely gotten <laughs> to learn anything when mm-hmm. you broke your ankle. Yeah, which is um, probably why I broke my ankle. Because you didn't know what you were doing yet. Mm-hmm. Now you do know what you're doing, though. Got to take the good with the bad, you know? It is what it is. <laughs> How much of a risk taker are you going to be in the ring? Um, one to Sasha. Sasha. <laughs> <laughs> so you're just throwing it all out there. Yeah. So, fan. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a tough girl. Like, I, I've actually, like, since these past eight months, I kind of, like, tore up my knee a little bit. But, um... I actually gave myself time to heal versus like, all right, I'm going to push through it. I'm going to push through it. I'll be fine. I'll be fine. Yeah. Actually like, okay, like, you know what? I don't want to have the same thing happen to me that happened to me last year. So let me pace myself and get through this. Then I'll bounce back. And having that mindset now after what happened to me, it's worked a lot better in my favor. So I'm able to do crazy things as long as I give myself time to relax and kind of uh, like rehabilitate myself, you know? Yes. Uh, And the other thing that I feel like encourages me about you, which I didn't know this till we talked tonight, the thing that's hardest to do, which everybody has trouble doing, is the promos. Like, the the character, the Mm -hmm. speaking, the engaging verbally with the crowd, that's what everybody has a hard time with. And that's what you, you, like you said, you haven't even done it yet, and you already know you're going to be good at it. Yeah. So if if you know you're going to be good at that, that's kind of most of the battle. And that's... That's why I appreciate the fact that I can dedicate majority of my time to just training and learning the moves because I already know, like, that whole other aspect. I already have that down pat. Like, you don't have to give me a script. You don't have to give me a rundown. You could just give me the basics. Like, even when I did that Evolve show for TJP, yeah. um, that's what that's what made everyone there like me at Evolve. They were just like, you really had no plan. Like, they told you <laughs> to go out there, and you went out there, and, and I was just – engaging with the crowd engaging with stokely like it was just it just happened naturally for me yeah you can, which, is, which is a great thing yeah you can kind of feel what the crowd is giving you and then respond mm-hmm. to it do you have a yeah. finisher yet it's all right well you know my favorite wrestler lita uh-huh. and you know she had the lita karana mm-hmm. so it's going to be a moonsault but my own spin on it obviously because when she, when i saw her do that i just thought that was just so cool do you know what it's called yet, or are you going to wait to reveal that? I don't know what it's called yet. I want to think of, like, the perfect name. I haven't thought of one yet, so. I have no doubt you'll come up with something very good. Yeah. Like, India Rio wrote itself. So that leaves yeah. you with a lot of time to write the name for your finisher. Hey. <laughs> Always thinking. Yeah. Well, I look forward to finding out what your finisher is. I look forward to seeing you in a match. Mm-hmm. I want to thank you very much for taking the time to come on the show. You were a great guest. Thank it was you. It fun to talk to you. Hopefully you'll be willing to come back on sometime. I was just going to say, anytime you want me back, I will come back. Well, I will hold you to that. You will probably hear right. from me sooner rather than later. So, okay. Sharhova, also known as India Rio. Yes. Have a fun Halloween. I don't know if I'll talk to you before then. Well, you never on Twitter, but if you happen to see... <laughs> if I will. happen to run into you on Twitter, I will wish You're you right. a happy Halloween again. But <laughs> thank you again for doing the show. For Sharhova, I am Ron Pashery, and we will see you next time. Bye.
madness. They talking all of they talking all of they hop on the top rope by the land with his elbow. Got him now, put him down right now, hit him with the palm handle. Tuning up the band, y'all don't understand. Fist of Superman, it's a summer slam. Here we go again. Fans mocking man, man, I hate my balls. Shut the basement, man. It ain't safe to land off the cell. Fans love it, ain't hard to tell. Talking madness, awesome. Well, what I'm cooking, man, y'all off the smell.